This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Welcome back, Disaster Divas. It's you again. It's us again. Another episode of Disaster Girls. It is I, Jordan Cruciola, along with Amanda Smith. And this week, as promised, we're bringing you only the hits and we're talking about Stonados, plural. Yeah. The movie Stonados. And I I had an internal battle of whether it was what to hit on the emphasis there. Like, is it Stonado? Is it Stonado? Like, mm-hmm. but I guess I get like they they went with a, a fluid stonados stonados in the yeah. movie, yeah, which is literally uh, tornadoes that are throwing stones, yeah, a- a- across the city of Boston, just flinging them, hey, yeah. As long as they're not living in glass houses, I'm okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the glass structures seemed pretty safe actually in Boston throughout this movie, which was really weird. Stone structures, yeah. and monuments were in danger, but nary a glass tower from what I remember, was damaged oh, no. by a st- ice stone bomb hurtling through the air. I imagine it's a lot more expensive to um, uh-huh. to make glass shattering. <laughs> Just a hunch. Yeah, I most likely, yes. Um, so, Jordan, you want to take us through what the uh, a recap of the movie? Yes. Okay, so we open on Plymouth Rock. Mm. In Boston, in or abouts Boston. I don't know if that's 40 like 40 minutes outside of Boston. Yeah, I was going to say, movie. that's probably not Boston proper. Um, where a tour guide is leading uh, a group of a group of tourists, interested parties, to Plymouth Rock. They're talking about the history of the area, settlers landing, I think. And then suddenly, right off Plymouth Rock in the water, a water, what do they call it? Water spout? Water spout. Water spout. A tornado starts whipping up and everybody runs away because it's bad except this one guy who really, really wants to watch. And <laughs> it, yeah, it rapidly uh, increases in intensity to a uh, cat- catastrophic level and it sucks not only the tour guide off into the cyclone but also Plymouth Rock itself. And this is the beginning of of a mega, of a like a storm supercell that has settled over Boston and is going to create increasingly worse storms, a la Twister, um, that are going to, for, for some reason, rain down stones and uh, basically ice bombs that have formed in the atmosphere. Uh, and then this system of storms is going to keep getting worse and it's left to, you know, of course, a scientist pair of scientists to try and stop it uh and also i race rescue their families sort through various like domestic dramas and uh yeah they throw they throw a lot of information at us in this they throw it at us very capably yeah um which makes the science uh come at you fast and i think makes that harder to kind of uh fact check for the casual person like myself who's done who can't like devote 12 hours to sitting and combing through google for this but they certainly made it sound nice yeah well they did the the key for any good lie which is if you say it confidently enough <laughs> yes, it's and quickly. true yeah yeah if you just knock it out fast then people don't have time to stop and think and wonder whether or not it's true uh-huh so i even as kind of 
being like, well, maybe I could understand. No, there was no chance I was going to understand <laughs> the sciences. Cause I was like, they said it so fast and there were so many words said with such a degree of just surety to them that I was like, right. well, there you had, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go okay with you this. You had yeah. the water, I spout? Water spout. That's water, a thing that, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, water spouts exist. Yes. You had the water spouts, you yeah. had the millibars, you had the barometric pressure, you yeah. had sulfuric dioxide, you had the you had the mesosphere, you had the ozone layer, you had the stratosphere. They did a lot of they did a lot of talking quickly through yeah. concepts that was like, is any of this possible? They they just hit every Wikipedia entry yes. real fast, opened it up, and then went from there. Um I will say as soon as he did his opening demonstration in that first when we're, when we're introduced to um, Doctor Scientist. Yeah, Doctor Scientist is that's Paul Johansson, right? Yeah, it's, so it's played One by One Tree Hills Paul Johansson, yeah, evil dad from One Tree Hill, <laughs> yes. the guy who got his heart eaten mm-hmm. by a golden retriever mm-hmm. in the greatest scene ever filmed on television. Yes, and that the only other cast member I can name is uh, Taya Gill because she plays a, a skeptical. Um, she I guess plays government. Assist- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays a skeptical government official who's thwarting them from yeah. relaying the proper science to be able to like confront or at least warn the population of Boston against the stone. She plays the role of the bureaucracy. She plays. Yes, that is exactly right. She plays the role of the bureaucracy. And uh, queerest folk fans out there will uh, recognize her as the oh was it is it Lindsay or melanie it's Lindsay, one of the lesbians of one of two lesbians in the show who's constantly processing with her partner melanie like that's that's what Lindsay and mel scenes are for constant processing and so when i saw her in this and as soon as i heard her voice i was like oh my god i'm transported it's <laughs> 2008 again and i'm hearing Lindsay and melanie have a fucking marital spat over Brian Kinney, the irresponsible sperm donor, parent, father of their child. It was it really took me back yeah. and it added a lot of texture to the to her role for me. See, and that to me was what Paul Johansson did for that role. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, see, he's he's Dan trying to fix all the wrongs from his first terrible children, which really felt exactly. Yeah, yeah. it felt exactly that mood that he brought like that CW like yeah. shitty dad mood was really like he, trying to make good. It was exactly what stone NATO's called for. Yeah. He, he, it was perfectly, it was a dad in the middle of his own personal crisis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was then externalized by tornadoes, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so when, when he was in that opening talking about, um, are we into the reality index yet? Have we got I guess there? We sh- I mean, well, you summed up the movie, so I guess okay. we should go into the reality. Yeah, I, we're I mean, in just, it. But we're talking about whether or not you recognized like terms. Right, right. So I think that I think yeah. that springs us forth into this. So what was interesting though was that initially I was like, oh my God, they're gonna pin global warming on volcanoes, which is definitely a right wing <laughs> like climate <laughs> denial thing. Yeah. Which I was fully, I was like, oh no, what did we just get into? Yeah. Because what we're told is that a series of volcanoes on the seafloor erupted yeah. two years prior right. to the events of this movie. And they Plunge, they they projected a lot of sulfuric dioxide into the atmosphere, which forced the ozone into the mesosphere. Cooling the mesosphere. Cooling the mesosphere. And so that so that would cause a temperature imbalance, which then does cause that's when you have that temperature imbalance. Okay. Like, you know, when you get a thunderstorm, yes. you have the hot and the cold air meeting. Yes. That does cause the thunderstorm. Yes. It causes that imbalance. So sure. sure i'm on board with (laughs) but also no um and like 
why there and why now? And <laughs> I don't understand. Um, and also, why did Professor Dan have this very elaborate volcano set up, which I've never seen before in any in any classroom where it just shoots fire? Right, but right. fine. Um, but yeah, I, so going back to them saying science competently, it's like, well, yes, but no. Right, right. And like also... Thank God they didn't lean harder into the whole like volcanoes cause climate change because that would have actually like led to a lot of angry throwing of things in my apartment. And like, OK, they 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 seem to follow their own in, in world rules. Yeah. With these volcanoes causing the tornadoes as a result of gases projected into the atmosphere. What I never understood was where the goddamn like rocks, rocks come from? came from, because were they all. They was were, it all because what they say is that the ozone being forced up higher into the mesosphere caused ozone to liquefy. I don't know if that would happen. It would liquefy and then it was frozen and encased in carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. which then became these ice bombs yeah. that the tornadoes, stonadoes kept flinging like meteorites across the landscape. But where the hell these these volcanoes allegedly erupted yeah. two years ago. Where the hell have the ice bombs been for two years? Have they just been swirling in the atmosphere? Lying Did they just wait. get created? Like, were we meant to believe that they had just been floating in the sky unnoticed by anything? Yeah. Until it, it, now the stonados, the water sp- spouts were triggered were they did they just get formed this was the big question i had left over okay that's fair see i thought your question was gonna be where did all the rocks come from which initially when i thought it was rocks that was my question i was like wait did the volcano shoot up rocks of rocks and ice bombs so then where the fuck did the rocks come from (laughs) a quarry in the ocean like well they showed they showed those those they cut to in the beginning after (laughs) after plymouth rocks i was like that's a lot of rock for plymouth it just to be plymouth rock plymouth rock as they say an eight thousand pound stone with the date of like the arrival at plymouth rock was sucked into a storm and then another store and then it got thrown from the sky on back onto Earth again, and it crushed a man. It just fucking it, crushed a man to death playing yeah. a pickup basketball game. He was talking a lot of shit, so he deserved it. Yeah. yeah. So Plymouth Rock killed a guy in this movie. <laughs> but like, were there were there more rocks that were not yeah, that well, one, or the so rest they, of them ice bombs? They cut. So when when they were at the lighthouse, which by the way, if I ever own a lighthouse, I am answering the phone lighthouse anytime anybody calls me. That is how you answer the phone at a fucking lighthouse. And did we ever establish that the man in the White House why he was an authority on meteorology or did it was it do we just know he that because the meteorologist called him which yeah. implicitly makes him an authority yeah he's, because they, he's a they, lighthouse guy they were in touch with this guy like he was the guy to talk to about strange weather events and as far as we know he's just a lighthouse keeper yeah okay he's a lighthouse guy like that's <laughs> yeah. just what they do lighthouse guys are filled with wisdom mm-hmm. they have ancient mariner wisdom <laughs> yeah. that's passed down from one generation to the next yep. that bird is his okay. familiar yeah sure like that's why he would talk to it so much the bird possessed knowledge and powers yeah uh, and the only thing that could truly destroy him was his own lighthouse. Like this is and, just, and it, which is exactly what happened. I yeah. thought he was going to make it out and just have an unnamed significance throughout the movie, but then the lighthouse killed the lighthouse yeah. keeper. Yeah, that's because it. an ice bomb hit it and collapsed the lighthouse, and it crushed him. Right, 
Because that's the only way you can take out someone who lives in a lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. He was millennia old. Yeah. No, this, an ancient he, that's being. why he knew so much about weather. That's why he could go back and be like, I haven't seen anything like this before. That's why he could just like sense when one occurred. He didn't stand at the window all the time. He yeah. walked to it when he could sense from right, the changes, right, right. from the twitching of his ear whiskers. <laughs> he knew that the, the weather had changed. And so, yeah, he just had that magical sense. But so at the lighthouse, they did show they had a couple different shots of kind of the shoreline and they showed outcroppings of rocks. Uh-huh. So I assumed that it was picking those up as well. There were just so many. There like was, it was, I, it was like, it was like, it found a reservoir yeah. of loose stone. Maybe there was a quarry. That's what I'm Maybe saying. They Where? Could... They all came from the ocean. All the twisters. See, this is, this was where the plot hole got me. Like That's you went what... through all that conversation. Cause I feel like if the yeah. volcanoes had erupted in the ocean and spewed volcanic matter, pubis like yeah. those things make sense but then did we just miss the part as as earth where all of these stones were sucked from the around. ocean yeah. into the sky where they were waiting for two <laughs> years like the two year gap really throws a lot of this see in. now i'm understanding why you went into this thinking aliens because like a lot of this could be explained by like well the aliens did it yeah at a certain point like when we learned that they're ice bombs and not yeah. just rocks it's because one has landed through a car sunroof yeah and the cop is trying to usher the owner of this car away and he's like, but that's my car. And she's like, sure, sir, I'm sure insurance will take care of it. It's like, the fuck you are, ma'am. Will it? No, it will not. Insurance will not cover ice bomb through my windshield into my passenger seat. Like, no, that's not going to happen. But they are our trusty uh, weatherman Lee and doctor scientist. What's his name? Paul Johansson? Yeah, Dr. Scientist. Dr. Scientist and Paul Johansson uh, approach this car and they see basically like this kind of pulsating almost ball it, it of was, ice it that looks almost like it's glowing wriggling. green. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, have we just added aliens <laughs> to, to stonados, <laughs> to tornadoes and volcanoes? Oh my God. And then it explodes and then they explain like, oh, it was probably the change in atmospheric pressure on the ice and that's when we get like the ice theory yeah. thrown in there. But like it would, aliens would have been more rational at this point. And trying to defeat aliens actually kind of seems easier easier than the route that they went, which was we're gonna man we're gonna manipulate the weather with our with our wits. I no and weapons. No, I love it. I love any one of my favorite tropes of all time in disaster movies is, is when they're blow like, up the weather. Is when they're like we're gonna fix it with the bomb. And I'm like <laughs> yes, you are. Like I I think I've mentioned that like my love of the movie The Core before, but like yeah. I just, when they're like, the thing that will fix this, and I was almost disappointed when they ruled out nuclear bomb. I have it in my notes, because what is decided is that they're going to heat the atmosphere up with a weapon of mass destruction, essentially. With a very powerful bomb. Which would mitigate, which would essentially render the tornadoes inert, like the weather conditions would no longer exist. Because there wouldn't be the the temperature differential, which seems iffy, but like, I love that that's And I have in my notes, are they going to nuke the Stonados? I really want to. And I was so shocked that they headed it off at the pass directly because Weatherman Lee goes, like, preferably not nukes. And I was like, oh, really? Shit. Like, that would have been the way to go. Yeah. I like that it, he had a preference for, but didn't explicitly say, like, but we can't do it because. <laughs> yeah. so he was like, I'd prefer not to use a nuclear weapon. Right, yeah. Um, which, like, fair, good choice. Yeah, yeah. Good Boston choice. Boston thanks you. But also, what a bummer. Yeah. 
Um, I do. Yeah, no, I love when the when the solution is let's just bomb it. Yeah, and it like, you know, and of course it you know it's a it's a new it's a, the dawn of a new day mm-hmm. when they they do detonate the bomb. Yeah, and the tornado immediately evaporates, and it's when they're handed the explosive that they're going to use. Though it was like it looked like they had found it in the movie Predator. <laughs> like they open like Taya Gill opens a suitcase and it has like yes. the foam core packing, and then there is a bomb like a silver sleek bomb sitting in there that looks like it has like a countdown mechanism on it in like the language of predators yeah like as in the movie predator and i was like where did they fucking get this is this alien technology like is this is this where we find out that it is aliens you were we were so hoping for aliens i mean it did not look like something forged by man i i liked it because it was so i was like that is so absurdly high techy yeah oh yeah i didn't think aliens i was just like oh we're just gonna make up like we're just we're just gonna go full on like this is some some off-grid tech yeah like some technology that the government has that we don't talk about and how they're going to how they're going to get this into the storm system is by basically taking a potato gun (laughs) and launching an alien bunker buster (laughs) a silver alien bunker buster into a funnel like the the cyclone that's going to sweep it up into its up up into the sky and he's like aiming dr scientist paul johansson is aiming this potato gun at the twister and it's not firing and he's like cheap government property it was like what does that mean you were you're aware of how much we spent on defense in this country this is the good shit like what's the alternative paul johansson to this cheap government tech this is as expensive as it gets also it's saying that on a projector screen (laughs) as it's calibrating distances that like from the viewfinder to figure out like maybe because you're trying to shoot it into a non-existent Thing. Into air, it can't yeah. find a target because you're shooting at wind. Yeah, Paul Johansson. Yeah, no, I loved. I love that he had an opinion on the quality of it. I also really liked that she just that that government that government matriarchy lady. Oh man, just walked out with a briefcase. Like, oh, you guys need a bomb? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, let me go to the storage cabinet, check one out. Uh, you guys this. need some post-it notes while I'm in there. <laughs> like, I love that they acknowledged it too. Yeah, I like that Weatherman Lee was like, you can just get one of these this easily. And then I think it was. Paul Johansson, who was like, I don't really want to ask questions. Yeah, like, yeah that's probably the good call right now. <laughs> and Taya Gill, like, I thought she was going to ride it out because she has, at first, of course, she's the bureaucracy and doesn't believe yeah. them. But then she gets on the same page and she's very supportive. And then she's not, like, a- oppressive enough to be, like, a real villain. Yeah. So at the end, when it's, like, men versus the twister and Taya Gill has come with them to, I don't know, see it through. And they all And the kids. And the kids. <laughs> And the kids, they all see it through. Yeah, it's a family trip. she runs out in front of them, between them and the storm. She's like, I just want to say, you guys are going to do that. And kapow, (laughs) like a fucking geo, like an ice bomb or rock, whichever it was, the size of a geo metro, crashes into her and barely anyone is phased. They're like, it bursts in front of them and they're like kind of, whoa, they're they're stunned, it seemed like, by the air and the projectile. But the fact that this woman was just fucking killed in front of them, no one really bats an eye at that. Yeah. Death was... De- Lives were-, were expendable in this movie. Yeah, there was. I feel like there was. I maybe I'm giving you too much credit, but there suddenly became like a level of trauma everyone was operating <laughs> under. Where initially, like in the first sequence, yeah. I mean, the young, the son is completely freaked out yeah, by the, the end of that. Son. The teen Paul son, teen, he has a teen son and daughter, and yeah, and the teen son is. Ju- 
Justin Jordanian, whatever he thought it what was. Jackson. Jackson. Thank you. <laughs> Jordanian. <laughs> I was like, are you calling him of, of Jordan? No, I just of the knew country? it was a name that I, I just was like, is it Jordan? I, I, I couldn't Jordanian remember the name. Jordanian is an insane name to try and come up with. Jordanian. Like for Jackson. Just, Jordanian is an, a global origin just, point. It's like, I know it was, I know it was a J name. It was either like James or head. Jackson or yeah. Jordanian. Jordanian. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out of my mouth and I was just thinking of like I'm sorry, can you not see like some somebody from like the mid- Some white team yeah, from would, Boston? They, yeah, naming the Being Jordanian with like a couple of Y's <laughs> thrown in. <laughs> not that guy. Not Dr. <laughs> Paul Johansson. He wore a sweater vest at one I know, point. He did like, wear a sweater when he put that sweater vest on at the end, I was like, oh, because he's a professor. Now. His son was not named Jordan. No, it was not. I just couldn't remember. I just remember it being a name and I was like, that's a stupid name. And Jackson. I, Jackson. Okay. Well, so Jackson, which. Jackson is the only one who is shook enough in this movie. He was considering real it's basically trauma- the apocalypse. Yeah. And he was like traumatized in a way that I wasn't expecting a presumably 14 year old to be. He's like, you left to his sister. Was like, you left me alone. You shouldn't yeah. leave me alone. I was like, whoa, that's yeah. His sister pieces said. out on him on the day, on like an afternoon during one of the storms is about to hit, and she wants to go. Well, you have a theory about it. I she wants she to wants go to flirt go, with her best yeah. friend. Wants to go flirt with boys, and I genuinely think that she, Megan was was vibing on her real hard. Uh huh. And mind you, they sit down in like this Boston Harbor area, and they're clearly in high school. And the boys that they're eyeballing are clearly like twenty five. Oh God, which minimum is confirmed when we cut to a minute later and see them at the same table. And the guy's like, "So how old are you guys anyway?" And then she's like, "We're seniors in high school." He's like, "Oh." I don't mind high schoolers. What he said, I don't mind high schoolers. I don't I was like, sir, mind high school. Take a seat. Let's have a conversation. I used to do some tutoring. Yeah, and it's everybody's fine with it. I, and 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 the the friend the friend is like, oh, what did you tutor in? And he's like, chemistry. I'm like, I am gonna if this guy doesn't get and he didn't get taken out by anything that we saw. And I was like, I want that man. Fortunately, best friend is behind a plastic table <laughs> at one point and it calls out the absurdity yeah. of like in her insanely loud yell that yeah. she had is like yelling at this boy about how fucking stupid it is that they're taking shelter behind a plastic table when yeah. hellfire is raining from the sky and she gets away in time. And I thought he got blasted, but maybe he I, I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, we should stay here. And she says, are you crazy? It's raining rocks. and We're hiding behind a plastic table. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, like, I liked that because it wasn't, it didn't feel, so I know Jason has different feelings on whether or not this was too self-aware, like too done not in earnest. Right. And I very much felt like in that moment, it was on that line of like. Right. There were is, moments where it was almost like, is this a clever parody? But also because of the way it was like said and delivered. And I went, no, this is, that's actually just kind of like. Yeah, you had some thoughts. Yeah, I was. Uh, I the was, reality index for Jason is, is like, is this a joke? Yeah, actually? which which violates to just to to refresh this. If it's not done with a degree of earnestness, it does technically fall outside our purview. We are not going to do. Sorry, I was, we are not going to. I got distracted by something on a table. Jesus, uh, it's a directional microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so we are, our, our purview is, is we're not people who do... are trying to make a great movie or even people who were trying to make a good movie uh-huh. or like people who were trying to make a passable movie that would be profitable. But the idea is not it was to do sincere. Yeah, sincere. not to do a sincere movie, not to do a they respected movie, the material. Yeah, not to do Sharknado, yeah. which I did hesitate on. So I was like, oh, this is 2013. Same time as, as Sharknado. Also a sci fi original. Right. 
But the thing is that there are sci-fi originals that walk that line. Sure, there totally are. Like, do you? Now we talked. We mentioned off air that the the outlandishness of the mm-hmm. deaths to me was the 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 point where I I could agree with you. It was like, oh my god, is this yeah really playing that game? But you said there were more things that made you skeptical. So the the first thing is yeah, just like even the first death that we see is mm-hmm. classic like comedic. Yeah, you know, locked off camera, walking, watching someone walk and then just get plummeted by a rock out of nowhere. Right, right. Like super. It's yeah. Weird. The woman so, getting sucked into the hurricane, into the tornado, and the guy getting yeah, killed by. Plymouth Rock. Yeah. yeah. Both pretty extreme. Little, a little comedic. Uh, but then this writer uh, also has a, a pretty... First off, I actually found out that I, I know this writer oh, from the internet. What? He <laughs> runs a Facebook, a Star Wars Facebook group that, oh. that myself and a bunch of friends are in. Sure. Got it. So now I feel bad for, for kind of dunking on him. But um, And I'm not even dunking on him, but just to point out the other movies that he's written. Yeah. Cowboys versus Dinosaurs, mm. Shockwave, Poseidon Rex, Rise of the Dinosaurs, uh, Dragon Wasps, uh, and Taken, The Search for Sophie Parker. Okay, so here's my thing. I see nothing wrong with multiple dinosaur movies. <laughs> <laughs> right, I right. But I, I see what you mean by yeah. like the level, yeah. of, the level of hyperbole of yeah. those... Uh, I mean, movies we might talk about on this very podcast. To- totally. But, like, yeah, I, but those, I don't know that being that those movies necessarily. The right. further I went into the movie, when I sent you guys yeah. that text was right after I had seen the man get plowed down by Plymouth Rock. That's okay, yeah. totally right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those, the, by the time I finished the movie, I was kind of willing to go, okay, this movie is just somewhat incompetent. Rather <laughs> yeah. Than, <laughs> rather than... than you know tongue in cheek because that i mean that's the thing too is it wasn't very effective at being funny either right and so if it was trying to be funny they did a bad job and if it was trying to be i don't think they're trying to be funny and i but like to to continue on with the theme of the deaths in this Mm -hmm. like where you would if you had this idea that like this is actually this is actually making fun it doesn't help that when it doesn't help with the how the fortune teller we see a street fortune fortune teller teller, point for scene setting would you like to explain the demise loved that of the fortune teller amanda so i'm gonna come down just Spoiler alert on this. I am coming down very in favor of this movie. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that... I'm not not in favor. Plymouth Rock makes sense why Plymouth Rock was the rock that had to get ripped up. Mm-hmm. Because that is the only... Because then Lee turns around and is able to trace the rock that drops on this dude. Right. Back to Plymouth Rock. Yes, because the because specific kind of granite specific rock. that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so otherwise you'd just be like, where did this rock come from? And it could be like a construction rock or, you know, an angry giant. There's any number of other reasons a rock can fall out of volcano rock. Yeah. There's a lot of different reasons that a rock could fall from the sky could happen, but this, it did have to have a specific provenance. So I actually, I was like, you know what that I'm on board with that. Um, so fortune tellers just sitting uh, along the shore walk as fortune tellers often do I guess yeah, in she's Boston. In, she's in Boston Harbor. This is where the this is the this will become the scene where the teens are first put yeah. in jeopardy and they meet the older men who are her hitting on them like pedophiles. Oh, so gross. Um, so the they're on this river walk or the or the shore walk, and um, this fortune teller's there, and she we see her like with the cards, and she looks up and she looks out at the water like ominously, and then she goes back to it, mm-hmm. um, and then the the stonado begins. And everyone's running for their lives and everyone's screaming and fleeing. And Lee and Dr. Scientist are there. And they, the fortune teller runs up to Lee and is like, I recognize you. And like violently yelling at him. Yelling. Like, I know you. It was so great. Because one, I expectfully, like, 
having now a little bit of of Lee, I was like, Lee's going to just be so flattered to be recognized. Right, yeah. Lee admittedly likes attention. Lee loves attention. Yes. He tells says it things. himself yeah. directly, yeah. those Lee, words. Lee's very upfront about the fact that he loves attention. Yes. I don't know that Lee didn't cause the Stonados. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not ruling it out. Like, I fully expected, I actually, toward the end, thought that he was going to sabotage everything because he was going to be like, mm. this is the greatest discovery of our time and I want credit for it. Right, and right. We can't stop these till it's been on every news channel. <laughs> I was waiting for that, like that heel turn from Lee yeah um but so anyway so she runs yeah and and then she's like how come you didn't predict this yeah and she's yelling at him and one when the psychic yells how come you didn't predict this at the weatherman I was like that's just a great moment I'm sorry that's just fantastic like that is exactly what people yell at weatherman yeah and then also what people yell at psychics and I love everything about this and remind me the name just for fun of the LA weather gentleman again Dallas Reigns Dallas Reigns okay yeah the Lee not nearly as cool as Dallas no. Reigns no not Dallas near Reigns as cool as Dallas Reigns also sounds like a porn star name if I'm well being it's a perfect it's a it's so perfect it it's could like go, straight out of yeah. the movie LA story it's <laughs> perfect no Dallas Reigns is an LA is an LA icon <laughs> and a man who was born for that name like yes. for that per- career but anyway yeah but anyway, Lee so yeah. the meteorologist is Lee. getting harangued so and then she just and then all of a sudden she out of nowhere is just like hit with a frisbee of a rock (laughs) and just slammed directly into a wall like a stone stone uh, yeah a stone like retaining wall with just her little fingers are sticking out of the edges Mm. yeah you have long enough to like they hold on her demise long enough for you to see just her hands past her wrist twitching. It was very wily. Like, like, holy shit, that's <laughs> graphic. Like, you don't see any blood in this movie, but people get fucked. Yeah. Like, and yet, and yet, part of like where the re like that felt believable, honestly, with yeah. rocks raining down from the sky. But then sometimes you see people running from the rock and they get like oh. hit on the shoulder the woman in by pink. something the size of a watermelon that's traveling yeah. so many fucking miles per hour. And she gets glanced, does this flip into the air yeah. and lands on the ground and is like, Okay. No, they drag her body. They off, pick though. her up, and she's walking steps though. Yeah. To, like they have her under the shoulder. But the point is, her arms should have been ripped off. <laughs> her jaw should have been torn from her head. I watched that moment. She should have been five times. Dead. <laughs> she's <laughs> unbelievable. It was That's where you first see that there are like gradients of how people are yeah. going to be hurt by this. And then in that scene, you see a couple people taking non-fatal hits. Yeah. And it's like at the very least, there would have been blood everywhere. Oh, people should have like these rocks should have taken chunks out of people. Oh my God. Should have, there should have been holes in humans. Yeah. Um, and it was clearly like. That was like, look, man, if you can't really, bring it, don't bring it. They had a really high extras budget, but they, they didn't did. have a lot of like squib budget. No, because all on that the they team. had to do was just like throw some squibs on those people and have them burst. <laughs> um, and and we didn't get a lot of that. The guy who was drowning face down and they pulled him out, and I was like, wow, okay, we're saving that dude too. Uh, th- yeah, they saved a lot of people relative to the amount of carnage that should have been. I was surprised. It was a surprisingly compassionate take well, on a stone nato. And and yet, and 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 it that to me took <clears throat> you uh, before we got this started. We're talking about how like a lack of urgency yeah. is a problem, and what to me contributed to the lack of urgency in the situation is at one point I think it's Taya Gill or her assistant. Um, the bureaucracy or her assistant says something about like we've lost 1,200 people and there have been like four or five storms at this point raining yeah, raining rocks down from the sky ice bombs and I was like 1,200 
I feel like I need more. Not that that's not a lot of people to die, but for a disaster movie. Sure. If you're going to give me quality TV, we have to minimum come in at 5,000. Yeah, no, we need we need more we need more carnage. And I'm wondering almost because like it would have been fairly cheap to just have bodies littering the streets. Yeah. And they didn't do and I'm wondering almost if like because I've noticed in general, we don't see a lot of that in most made for TV movies or most of these TV kind of cheesy things. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if there's like a general network note of like, don't show too many people dead. It's just depressing. I feel like that could be that. I'm sure that's part of it. And then I would imagine like. How much of this, like, when when they film, like, fire trucks going by, is like, was that just somebody taking B-roll standing in Boston? <laughs> like, you have to shut down a street, maybe, yeah. to fill it with people just lying down. But they or maybe so you can many... fake it with five people running in slow motion in front of your camera, <laughs> where you didn't need to get a permit. It was just, like, suddenly in the middle of Boston Common was, like, action. This... And there's someone just pointing a camera kind of down at knees and hips <laughs> as people, like, slow motion run by. And it's like, well, that's danger. They're in yeah, danger. They're there. in danger now. Okay, fair. I mean, they definitely shot this in the part of Vancouver that like you, is, <laughs> it exists solely for these sorts of movies. Yeah, I was about to say, do you think they, there's there even was, one shot in no, this movie that was nothing, shot in Boston? I visited, I visited Vancouver one time as a 20-year-old in college because my friends could all drink there at the time for nice. spring break. And <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm like, was I even in a city? Or yeah. was I just in a soundstage? Yeah, you were just in a series of standing sets. Real? No. Or does it only exist to be Hollywood of the North. Yeah. As, like, as a person whose job is entirely predicated on Vancouver. This is what I'm saying. Definitely. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. It is insane. Is 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 movie is movie production there at this point? Like, I need to look this up. Like, I think you oh. know, Georgia released those figures when when it was like, oh, Georgia's uh we shouldn't put money into that state because it's yeah. doing awful things. It's like I think it was four billion dollars yeah. that like Hollywood contributes to the local economy there. I think Vancouver has gotta a be beat, more beat for sure. Oh, yeah, no, there's, there's without, a without direct a money My, pi- like a literal pipeline of money pneumatic that just goes tubes. straight up a to, from California. Of pneumatic tubes yeah, running from, from California LA. up to Vancouver. Yeah, mm-hmm. just with cash in them. Yep. I think and, Berlanti and the actors alone, of Riverdale. Yeah. I think yeah, I think Berlanti alone probably Shh. pays four billion dollars oh, in Vancouver. Great Berlanti eats for free in Vancouver. Great Berlanti eats for free. Of the DC universe is like that. Oh, yeah. just, that is now just the CW. Yeah. Like I don't know what this the W and CW stands for, but Warner. the C stands for Canada. Yeah, ah. yeah, that's what that stands for. It's Canada Warner, but and that, that goes <laughs> back Canada though. Warner. That goes back to the Smallville days. And the, Smallville and yeah, was filmed and up there exactly. Yeah. And this is this is a 2013 thing. I mm-hmm. know, like the the like the film economy has moved up there a lot, but like this has been entrenched for some time. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I mean. This has nothing to do with the reality index, but we've just we've gotten into the reality index of life that just blows my mind. I mean, let's yeah, yeah let's talk about the reality of like Boston ever looking that way and people in Boston sounding that way. Right? There's, they sound yeah. They were very. They were their their vowels were very <laughs> were very uh, you heavy. I'm yeah. from Southie. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a lot of sorry kind of it, yeah. like energy tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the radio guy comes on, is like weather, clear weather expected for tomorrow, and yeah. I was like, oh sure. But he's also like the Beaver rig, Dan. The rig Gotta like yeah. they they threw in they threw in like it was amazing like I I I don't know where the writer you know from the internet is from but I the filmmakers <laughs> producers I don't know must be from Boston I love the amount yeah. of like hey Specific let's re- reinforce this is Boston was like this feels very authentic to someone who is from there being like I'm gonna make a fucking Boston movie like <laughs> it the, you you first see the son and he's in a Bruins jersey yeah. you see the daughter later she's in a Bruins t-shirt there's a regatta happening on the river mm-hmm. like highlighting like one of the most prestigious rowing events in the world world it was like yeah just plug the regatta yeah um everybody 
like a, a, a substantial amount of people, the teens included, go during like peak storm warning to a football game at University of Boston, which is clearly the stand in for BU in this case. And the idea that the idea that Bostonians would like build a st- movie about Stonados that's actually just about Boston. Yeah. The amount of like, well, you're on one of our world famous, like we're on one of our famous swan boats. Yeah, the, in the swan river. boat. And I was like, this is so, I was expecting there to be one of the duck tours too at some point. Yeah. I was so I, the only reason a they swan, didn't have a duck tour is because you can't get a duck tour in Vancouver. A swan boat is featured yeah. for one of like, when one of the Stonados crops up and starts killing people again, you see a swan. And the, the, the there's like all this trivia. There's yeah. like, this, the, the first swan, boat is from like 1800 something and it's based on the German such and such and then the woman has the facts about Plymouth Rock I was like this is somebody just like stoking the flames of their Boston heritage and trying to worm it into this movie wherever possible I loved it so much if this person was from Boston who made this felt extremely real yeah no I love I love they're like no this is just what has to be part of it like there's we don't have like it, it could not this movie could not have taken place in any other city based upon the events that happen around the Stonados. And I enjoyed no, that. It is so, so anchored much. to a sense of yeah. place. And like the, I think they say Harvard at least three times. Yes. Because, because Paul they Johansson went and, and shitty Lee went to Harvard, yes. which was very on brand to have them make sure to mention Harvard multiple times. Exactly. Was, as soon as he dropped it within sentences and I was like, ah, oh, yes, that yeah. is a Harvard. We see game. a news clip that mentions like Harvard professor. Yeah. And they're the, the, when the people go into the, the football game during like their, you know, there's, it's the end of days, basically. And they're like, yeah. no, we're going to go watch uh, University of Boston Lions. Well, totally their, believable. The Bostonians defense, would turn out for their sports. In their defense, the, Megan did say that the tornadoes, well, that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, because weather yesterday. can only happen one day. And then the next day, the weather is different. That's just that's just the rule. And an unreality thing to me about this really felt like um, that nobody besides the people who had immediately experienced the events of mm. any Stonado knew about any of the other ones, including law enforcement. Sure. The only yeah. two people that knew were Paul Johansson and Meteor- and Weatherman Lee. Yeah. Like, they had to tell people many times, be like, this thing happened in another part of town. It's like, it was a cataclysmic event. People fucking died. There's yeah. rubble in the streets. <laughs> How did, like, I get that it's 2013, but people text. There oh, are yeah. broadcasts. People there are emergency Twitter, broadcasts. Twitter was well into existence by 2013. There are there are presumably local radio announcements, but nobody yeah. in any one other part of town no. seemed to know, even a block away from where a insane singular weather event had happened that had even taken place. Bodies are piling up. I mean, I suppose there no were only knew. 1,200, but like monuments are being crashed down. If if Plymouth Rock, yeah, was picked the fuck up and thrown through the sky and killed someone. I feel like that's all Boston would be talking about. <laughs> for oh, yeah. No, you'd no, hear... You would, yeah. Oh, my God. You would hear about how Sully's buddy, Sully, <laughs> knew a guy <laughs> who knew a guy who knew the guy who got crushed <laughs> under the rock. It you was, would hear... Like, everyone every would be... Everyone be distantly related to. I did like that and when they, they, they could have maintained yeah. panic no. by just being like everybody knows about this yeah. instead of compartmentalizing the information yeah. for some reason throughout the narrative, presuming that like if you live in the north end of Boston, you're not going to know what's going on. You're like, far too insulated to know what happened in Jamaica Plains. Yeah, like no, that, I, it was, I, I'm it was sorry. Weirdly... I'm going to give the people of Boston more credit. Maybe that's unfair. <laughs> benefit of the doubt here it, no it was it was weirdly like there was that lack of immediacy not just in terms of like the hero's own timing but also in the <laughs> sense that like everyone would just there was no sense of oh yes this is a thing that is occurring in this city it would crop up and everyone would be very surprised 
and like presumably not just that people were surprised but that it, the rumor was it goes from one day to the next and the rumor doesn't get around that's no. what's really weird about it no it was like an agrarian society <laughs> like the way information traveled and and as you i, I think it's important uh to uh, i i feel like i'm being unfair but another unreality point as you were saying paul johansson's a geologist right well so n- what the to- hell is going on so here's the thing that i've come to realize about most disaster movies is that no one knows what geologists do <laughs> Like no one knows. No Everything. One, no is one. What they apparently, do. like geologists is just sort of the catch-all for like scientist of the earth. Yeah. Um, but I can say pretty and all its all, systems. Yeah, like everything involving the planet. <laughs> like just much like how like when they're like, oh, we're gonna call in a paleontologist for Boa, and it's yeah, like, no, that's not at all the right scientist. Yeah. Um, with geologists, like, well, I mean, yes, volcanoes are related, uh-huh. but this is nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. With geology, like if you know, like I, I don't know. I I know like the bare minimum about weather. <laughs> and if if I were like that is just not a situation where someone would call in any of the people that I know from geology schools. Right, right. That, like any of the science people that I am friends with. No, <laughs> his job, Paul Johansson's job, stopped being applicable after those volcanoes under the ocean erupted two yeah. years ago. We firmly, we firmly left geology behind. Like, there's no geology. There's no his his modeling is not going to work like that he was a storm chaser with lee in boston <laughs> I, all of that I was like why would i mean yeah i would also be a storm chaser but that wouldn't be like a thing i would do that would be a thing that my buddy would be like hey come along with me and do this thing that we're gonna risk our lives and I'd be like hell yeah i want to go see a tornado right. that sounds cool not like i am a scientist i am going to go chase the storm now yeah they they have a full-on twister moment where they're yeah. relating like bill paxton yeah. and helen hunt like lee just was longing for the glory days of when he was chasing storms with his geologist buddy Right, which again, unless there are stones in that storm, which apparently this is the first time that's happened, um, not really a time to call your geologist buddy for anything other than because he might be driving. And I just have to... And we're terrible people to drive with because we're always looking at the rocks and the road cuts. I have to to point out that when Lee is like expressing the magnitude of what's going on here to, to Dr. Paul Johansson... He says, we're calling their storm chasing days. He says, we've seen things nobody else has ever seen. Where? Yeah. When? <laughs> when you were storm chasing in Am- the Northeast? Amateur storm chasing. Like, in the were you were you at the Tenhauser Gate? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Nobody's ever seen Mars? <laughs> like, what the shit are you talking about? People he, well, see he, storms. He, he and Dr. <laughs> he he and sees Dr. Faces Paul. And storms. Yeah, I was, it, he and Dr. Paul tied themselves to uh, the inside of a barn yeah. and then went through an actual tornado. Yeah. The, they were the original. The, I the was, movie Twister is based on them. I was waiting for, like, a moment of, like, remember when my Aunt Meg's house was demolished? <laughs> and it's like, you're fucking lying, Lee. You're just talking about Twister now. To you're, be, just, you're just saying Twister, <laughs> you weird-ass stalker. Because he's creepily, like, apparently been crushing on Paul Johansson's cop sister for decades who probably became a cop specifically to be able to fight off lee yeah let's be real about that i did like by the way just going back to the geologist thing that she was like well a rock fell out of the sky i guess i'll call my brother (laughs) i appreciated that she was just like and that when she was like hey something happened get down here and he's just like this sounds like a rock emergency from a police officer (laughs) this is my call like this is i i gotta go the police officers need me i did like i did like um i did like officer maggie Maddie. I met Officer Maddie, Maddie, the sister of Paul Johansson. Yeah, I enjoyed her as well. Her full face of makeup, 
Yeah. <laughs> a strong frosted lip. <laughs> I enjoy. Yeah, no, I fully believe that she became a cop because she was like, I want to be able to carry a taser on me and use it on Lee if necessary. Yeah, Lee's whole Lee's deal with with Maddie is like, I'm going to wear you down. I'm going to wear you down. You're saying there's a chance. Well, she's like, you're going to have to wait a couple more decades. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's an opening. It's like, leave her alone. Yeah. Lee. Maddie, leave her she alone. She's saying no in the politest way to that, like to maintain your friendship with her brother. Yeah, yeah. To be respectful to her brother. And I was like, they better not get together. Oh, and sure enough, sure enough, by the end of the movie, they are engaged. She yes. is given into her stalker. And that was really unsatisfying. I expected more from Officer Maddie. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, there was <laughs> no world like, in I which that it. wasn't going to happen. I know. I, I, there was going to have to be a love story somewhere. Dr. Paul wasn't going to get it with yeah. uh, the FOA with, with Lady Bureaucracy. I thought it might. I thought him and Taya Gill might have been the one. I thought so. But then I was like, no, they're not giving us enough. They're focusing too much on the fact that he's an, a distant father. Yeah. And so we're not going to get it. We're not going to get that from her. And it was too. There was never a softening in that way. And so I was like, no, it's going to have to come from somewhere else. So it, obviously. Obviously, we have to give Lee his reward. <laughs> the prize he has won, which yeah. is Officer Maddie. Officer Maddie. But yeah, I, I enjoyed Officer Maddie in her own way. I'm really curious about like the family dynamics in which the daughter becomes a cop and the son it becomes a Harvard professor. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is a real, like not to, not necessarily in a way of like being denigrating cops even or like. She's just real devoted to the city of Boston. It's just, it's just such a Boston wide, Pride. it's yep. such yeah. a wide difference Boston's of interest finest yeah i i mean it, it could be one of those things where it's like uh she wanted to be like the like if, if you're really trying to assign some sort of psychological profile to it <laughs> um it, it could be the thing of like growing up she wanted to be the the tough one you know she wanted sure. to like out tough oh, her sure. brother and so she wanted that profession as a way of like proving her uh her, her prowess at being a tough person who could handle handle crazy situations. Maybe their dad was a cop. Maybe, maybe it's, yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible. I was, I was waiting for that. One. So I was waiting for that backstory. I was waiting for that explanation of like, where is this coming from exactly? Which we never really, we never really dive into what Maddie. Maybe this movie's super progressive because it didn't <laughs> feel the need to go out of its way to it to explain this. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying it's is like that everyone has their career choices. I, I'm just saying that if if a movie reviewer can demand that we find out everything about the backstory of how Destiny ends up with a laptop in <laughs> Hustlers and why there weren't more men, yeah. I can be like, why was Officer Maddie a cop when her brother? Like, I want to know where that happens and how that comes about. I think that's a fair question to ask. Is, Absolutely. Is like, I just want to know more. I'm, about Maddie. I'm I wanted reminded, Maddie's wants, needs, desires. <laughs> I'm reminded with the oddity of Dr. Paul Johansson's uh, biology, uh, geology thing being kind of an anomaly of the moment where uh, they're they're deciding that maybe they because like they they save they go um, Maddie Lee and Paul uh, Johansson go to save the teens who are at the in the stadium yes who are at the football game and then when they're all kind of hunkered down together in sort of the bowels of the stadium sort of riding out this latest wave of rocks um it's like a storm of rocks uh Maddie like Paul Johansson says something like we can't stop it Maddie's like well why not <laughs> Why not stop the weather? She's like, if anybody can do it, you can. Yeah. And that's when Lee tells him, he's like, what did he, what did he say? You had a whole lot of theories about climate manipulation mm -hmm. back when they were in school. Fucking why? He's a <laughs> geologist. <laughs> what is this? And then he very readily, he rapidly gets on board with like, oh yeah, I guess we can just tweak the climate like yeah. with bombs. 
I, I liked, I, I was like, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't, uh, why wouldn't he have be like, yeah, you know what? I guess we could just go back to those things that I was thinking about when I was a when I was I, definitely like, high. Yeah, when but I was also, definitely like, when high I was, in when college. I was, like maybe a graduate student or maybe even a doctoral student, but then immediately <laughs> abandoned and no one has done more research into since in the intervening years. Yeah. But it did lead to that great, the the why not moments, which are always so wonderful when it's yeah. like when the character's like, well, why can't we do which that? Which uh, is a key moment in Megafall. Yeah. Well, we can't, we can't, we can't just, just create another Grand Canyon. Well, why why not? not? Yeah. Well, we just, we'd have to do this. Well, why not? Yeah. Just being a it, fucking antagonizing man. Yeah. Just, Except so the Maddie key, being was, a shitty daughter. Yeah, it was, it was Maddie just being like, well, the, wh- why can't we do these things? As she believed firmly in yeah. the power of a geologist to change the weather. Yeah, the only time she started believing in her dad the whole movie. Yeah. And the, I also, I, I loved so much that Taya Gill, the bureaucracy at one, I think it's after four, perhaps five, Stonados. She tells her assistant, I think we have a problem. (laughs) Oh, Taya, you got a handful. They're catching up. (laughs) I I mean, in general, the that whole like the lack of urgency, the lack of immediacy to so much of this was something I truly was like I struggled with because of the fact that it was like, well, guys. Give me something to be to care about. Pretend I care about. Yeah, because I'm not going to actually care. But like, let's just pretend I care. Give me something. And yeah, whenever the the government, the FOA was not was like, oh, I guess this is a thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, <clears throat> it doesn't feel like you guys are being reticent to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. It just feels like you're real late to the party. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, uh, there was that same feeling whenever they'd be like, we have to figure out where it's happening next. And then Maddie, Officer Maddie, would be like, guys, we already know. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We we do. I guess we should get there. Like that. Mo- yeah. <laughs> there was no. There was no accurate mapping of the systems. It was just like oh, we have to figure. How are we going to figure out the next location? And then Officer Maddie be like, "Um, it, it's happening." I just got a call <laughs> yeah, on the radio. Yeah. There's a big ass water spout down by the down by the pier. And yeah, like, the oh. the tornado simulation system it that Paul six- that Paul Johansson yeah. devised spontaneously yeah. that the geologists made out of nowhere. Sure. Um, it's what we do in our spare time. It, oh, it it seemed to have all the information that was necessary immediately after something had happened. Yeah. Well, that was because, as we saw from that one moment, that scene where he starts rendering it and then it has a six hour processing time. <laughs> so he takes a nap and calls his buddy the next morning. Yes. Um. So I would imagine and that being the most cutting edge technology, because obviously none of the weather systems even detect the water spouts. No. Otherwise, no one. These things are happening totally undetected. So he has to take six hours off because there's no more happening. Um, and speaking of cutting edge technology, the visuals that he was getting on his flip phone well, that yeah. Paul was getting on his flip phone were pretty fucking state of the art. Oh, yeah. For a clamshell. It was, yeah. For that, for a, a guy who hadn't even been working at Harvard for some time. He just had, he probably devised that in his spare time as a hobby of his. <laughs> yeah. Along with the, um, along with the, the computer technology to make these simulations. Uh, but yeah, that, that whole, that all of those moments where they would be like, oh God, we got to, and then it would just undercut the, okay, well, we'll meet you back there in two hours. I was <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, we're taking two hours to find the children? Yeah, they need to, Dr. Paul has to go find, Paul Johansson has to go find his kids and he's going to meet up with Taya Gill again in two hours. Yeah. And... And then, then takes the slowest drive down an alley in the history of television. They're, they're trying, there's a narrow alley and it is posited at one point, why don't we just walk? 
And it's like, well, we need to have, or why don't we take a main road? He's like, ah, oh, Paul's like, ah, oh, we, we can't get into traffic. And so he's like, why don't we walk? Well, we need the car to protect us from the ice bombs. It's like, well, I think the ice bombs wouldn't be on the main roadway. So if you just walked down the main goddamn roadway, you'd probably be okay. So instead they end up driving down the narrowest alleyway <laughs> filled with ice bombs and doing the thing that I hate the most. One of the things I hate the most in movies when it's like a tight or delicate or stressful situation and one character has to just keep going easy, easy, easy. <laughs> when has that ever helped any easy, easy? I can't <laughs> stand it. And Lee in the passenger seat just keeps saying that Lee, to Lee Paul Johansson. useless that entire scene. While he's trying to thread his way around these ice bombs when it's like, I don't think you touching them has anything to do with it. They're going to explode or they won't. And when they could have just probably got out and walked past all of them a lot more discreetly yeah. than a large, like, 15-passenger van. Was- like, and then once they get, as soon as they get to the end of the alley, the tires of the van have been ravaged. And they're like, nope, guess we're going to walk the rest of the way. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Hey, op- uh, Dr. Scientist takes off running with a great run. <laughs> he does. You know what they could have used in that alleyway? <clears throat> Pete the- Davidson running from a <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Dominator. <laughs> the, oh, the, my. there were so many sequences. Where You're I was like, so oh. right. Poor, Lee the stuck with his, with, his, great. with his terrible, like his creepy white van. <laughs> but the Dominator is what you need in this situation. I I think an important thing, an important thing for us to get to once the like the kids have been retrieved, um, is that once the kids are safe, yeah. Paul Johansson and Lee have they have the bomb at this point. They're gonna go put the bomb in the in the tornado. They're gonna go shoot it with a potato gun in the tornado. Sure. And the kids are like, we're not separating again. And they're like, he's like, no, it's safe here. You need to stay here. And they're like, we're going with you, Dad. It's like, this is the part where you say, Yeah, kids, and then you get in the car and leave them. Because yeah. they don't need to go on your death mission. Nope. They toward do. a tornado that's flinging ice rock bombs all around the city. And yet we cut to the car where there's like <laughs> six people inside. In all of them. Taya Gill who doesn't need to be she, there. If, I love that they were, she was like, okay, I guess we're making this a family trip in two cars. All of us are going, we're doing this. I, I was like, I, this, I is, loved that this is shitty parenting. It was great. Like you're not leaving them again. So they won't be fatherless, but also possibly be dead. They're too. all going to die. They're all going out together. Like you couldn't have left them with your sister. No, and Maddie like, had to come them. along. They Maddie had to come along too. They needed the police escort. That was madness. I, I was so on board with that moment because I was, it was so absurd, but also I just, I enjoyed that. He was such a bad parent. Oh my god! But he was like, "You're right. We aren't going to separate again." Yeah, the end. Like, the, the this was like a, this was supposed to be like a big moment for him. Yeah, like the turning point for him as a parent. Right, where he was becomes that he's like, more present right. and attentive. You are going to bond through this traumatizing <laughs> yeah. experience, children. So loved that moment. Um, just the 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 sheer absurdity of it. The fact that they he brought wow. them along. I I liked that the kids thought that they could be helpful. Yeah, I, like. Sure. I mean, I the kids being like, no, dad, don't go would have made sense. That was not the tactic that no. they took. They were like, yeah, no, dad, no, we're going gonna, with We're going to go with you. We want to, which again is something I would probably do, but it, you just spent all that time, those yeah. two hours, yeah. getting me out of danger. Please bring me back into it. Yeah. But this goes back to the like, this is one of the few things I really dislike about a lot of the disaster is when it's like, well, it this time is personal because the kids. And I'm like, I hate that. I would almost rather not have him spend all that time running around trying to find his children. No. Be- because it's like, well, 
yeah, it's personal, but also like, dude, we got other shit to do, man. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot going. Like, there is a tornado about to destroy Boston. I All don't think of Boston you can... is on the line. Yeah, it's like the same thing within Megafault when she's like, I need to get home to my kids. And it's like, well, there is a there is a, a giant thing ripping across this <laughs> yeah. country. Like, there is a, a mega fault ripping across this country yeah. laterally. Like, I don't think this is the time, ma'am. <laughs> Did anyone else find it a little weird when they decided to try and have the son almost get kidnapped for a second? <laughs> Wait, oh, what? in the tunnel? In the tunnel, there's just it a guy like grabbing <laughs> him. They did a really like because the sister and the teen, the sister and the son gets yeah. the sister and brother get separated as they're running through one right. of the tunnels of the stadium. And in order to forcibly separate them, they do this construct where like he's pinned against a wall by a large man, and okay. he's but it looks it looks like he's being apprehended. No. Yeah, that, <laughs> it absolutely like it's not like oh I'm being pinned by the crush. It's like this man won't let me go. Uh, yeah, no, I. <laughs> Rewatched no, it. 100%. I rewatched it. The guy had his arm around the yeah. kid and was like, grab it. Like, that, you cannot play that off as anything but that guy trying to kidnap him. <laughs> no, it, him. Was, okay, it so, was really, it was poorly set up because it was like, oh, he's supposed to be pinned against this wall. But it was like, no, there's a man pinning him against this wall an and his sister can't get him. I, I refuse to believe that. What an opportunistic kidnapper. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah. What a weird timing choice. No, there. that's a pedophile. I, yeah. that movie, that nefarious the movie is rife with them apparently. yeah yeah wow i yeah whatever the this real movie villain is isn't the tornado <laughs> the real villain is pedophilia the real villains yeah. are the fucking kid, like child predators out there this is a, god yeah. so how does that bring I, us to I completely index? i completely missed that it, oh, i was it must, i was i must have no, been needle pointing like I, I watched it. It was like, wow, this was the best they could do because it, it looked like the only thing that could be happening that he couldn't get to his sister in that moment yeah. is that this man she, she is trying to, to take him, him away. From the yeah. grips of the and man. he's just like pushing. <laughs> he's not even. Pu- he is. He has an arm around him, grabbing it's him. It's so bad. I couldn't believe it. It's disturbing. I, yeah. Yeah. The it's fact that no one was like, that was weird, right? <laughs> Who was that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, how are we on the reality? I mean, yeah, I think we're pretty much the only other thing that we really had questions about. Like, I, in all of this, I'm still going along for the ride on like 99% of this. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Even like, there were times like, what is exactly is the power of this storm? Like, I don't, how can it rip up the Plymouth Rock, but this old man can hold on to a pillar? But I was just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with it. Like, are there, are there exploding? I was entertained. Are there exploding rocks? Possibly. Do we know why it's happening? Aliens. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Want to make it clear, we're never going to watch a movie involving aliens. <laughs> is that is that a hard and fast rule? What if we run out of disaster movies? I then the podcast dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do I'll do a lot of things. I'm not doing aliens. That's what if, very funny. I uh, can we add one addendum to that? Yes. Won't do any alien movies unless we discover definitive proof of alien life oh, hey. in the real world. Oh, no. If we discover definitive proof. So here's the thing I didn't want to reveal until we get to the Dune um, <laughs> Tremors thing. Oh. <laughs> I, since I was a child, like a really young child, I've had like a serious alien phobia. Whoa. Like, xenophobic. I yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> truly xenophobic. Like, like in a, in a, in a, in the deepest phobia sense, where I'm like, I recognize this is insane. I recognize this is irrational. Huh. I cannot explain where it comes from. Oh. I, I mean, I can. It comes from like seeing a planetarium movie sh- when I was too, show when I was too young about alien abductions. But oh my God. It, I'll tell the story. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into this. We'll get into some other time. But okay. like, I had to text Aaron Biba. Um, we have a mutual friend, Aaron Biba, science gonna, writer Aaron Biba. We're going to try and get onto this podcast. Talk about Twister at some point. Yeah. Um, 
And I had to text her when they were like, we discovered a, a they had discovered something flying around. They're like, it's moving in a way that doesn't move like normal right. things. It, it was like some big unknown space. Yeah, UFO. Yeah, it was a big unknown space rock. They're like, this moves like a spaceship. I had to text her and be like, tell me that this isn't an alien because I'm every time I read these articles or I see it pop up on Twitter, my chest constricts. Wow. It's so absurd. So That's no. Intense. Oh man, I'm so the here's, opposite. Here's the weird fine line for me is that if it is an unexplained monster uh-huh. that comes from the earth uh. or comes from space in a like, it's coming from parallel dimension kind of way. Right. Super on board. Okay. If it is a space alien, if it is alien from aliens, mm-hmm. If it is some sort of a humanoid monster creature, okay. I'm out. Okay. And it is a really weird fine line that we're going to have to walk up on because we're going to um, watch the black hole at some point. Yeah. And that features this like alien space monster that is a humanoid, but it's an energy monster, but it's from a parallel universe. Oh. And for some so you're, reason- So you're willing to it, go multiversal before you go aliens. Yeah. Okay. If, it, if they're Whoa. not in our universe, I'm cool with it. But once it becomes aliens, I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. Not but, happening. So with Cloverfield, okay, I had well, to- That's ex- what I was about to say. Yeah. I was going to say, I had to explicitly ask someone before Cloverfield came out. I was like, I don't care. Or when it came out, I was like, I, I know I need to see it in theaters- can you guarantee to me that this is not an alien? I will not see it if it's Can an alien. You guarantee. Yeah, I had to ask. I had a friend who was an assistant editor on it. And I was like, wow. Matt, I need to know, is it an alien? He's like, I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I cannot see this film okay, if it's well, an we, alien. We will get more into we'll get your alien yeah, phobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm so, so we'll sorry. That's that. just, yeah, so that's, um, that's a whole thing. Sarah doesn't know this about me, so she, this is going to blow her mind. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that then uh, takes us to, to, what's this movie about? What's this movie really about? Yeah. You want to lead that off? Yeah, um, I definitely... So going into it, when Plymouth Rock got uprooted, I initially was like, <laughs> this is going to be a movie about colonialism. Right. That I, I, That's where I thought we were going with mm-hmm. this. Um, but that I, but that was back when I thought that like it was going to be entirely just uprooting Plymouth Rock and Plymouth Rock was going to be hurled at people and then it, it became much bigger than that. I think it is truly about the, uh, the more sinister nature of the world which is the matriarchy oh you know, okay. we talk a lot about the patriarchy it's the first appearance of the matriarchy on the podcast we talk a lot about the, ma- the patriarchy but you know that's that's not the real villain in most of life the real <laughs> villain in most of life is the is the truly powerful shadow creature that yeah. is the matriarchy creature indeed yeah i mean the fact that like okay it's two guys going up against the world mm-hmm. two guys who have been despite their pedigree and despite their education and yeah. all that they have been that they are constantly kind of looked down upon he's mm-hmm. the weekend what he, he's not getting lee's not getting his due right yeah he's, no, he's definitely bitter weather about man. being the weatherman yeah weekend weatherman not the daily because once he gets at the end he gets his reward of being the, right. day, the daytime weather guy he's a weekend weather guy everyone knows the weekend weather sucks <laughs> weather's never good on the weekends um he wants but does not get the girl that he's been chasing for years he went to harvard yeah as we know uh meanwhile dr paul is a brilliant scientist who's reduced to being a high school teacher. Right, yeah. Which is like very dismissively mentioned multiple times. <laughs> yeah. um, that he's a high school science teacher and he was a Harvard professor and it's like, which he stopped doing after his wife dies. Yes. Um, and that was, I guess, the only good woman in this world. Um, <laughs> but from what we can tell, everybody in a position of power is a woman. You've got yeah, Officer Maddie. Right. you got Officer Maddie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, who is only a good woman because she's related to the guys. Uh-huh. But it's real iffy there for a while. Like she's still pretty prickly and contentious and like definitely is doubting them even as she's going along with them. Yeah. 
Um, but more importantly, the entire government is run by women. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like the fact that you had the the you know, I I, I was just like a blonde lady. I didn't. Oh, Taya Gill. Taya Gill. Yeah. Like, she's in charge. She is doubting it. She's laughing at them. Yeah. Um, And then she's got her right-hand woman. Yes. Who's standing to her right very authoritatively. And then, like, pulls up on the iPad. Look at what they actually are. But still, like, doesn't really believe in them. And then the two, these two guys have to face off consistently against their avatars in the federal government who are these two women. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, FOA is Federal Oceanographic Agency, Uh but it could really be female. (laughs) oceanographic agency um and yeah and 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 truly the only people who win and like they don't win until tara gill turns makes the the rookie mistake of turning her back on a tornado yeah yeah you never do that (laughs) never you never turn your back on a stonado even even the the teen sister is kind of a bitch and the the son is tender and sensitive and yeah, he's he's sort of yeah. Teen teen daughter. A lot of these things wouldn't be happening if not for teen daughter. Yeah, yeah. And so like she's the reason the teens are in peril. Yeah, I mean she's the reason the teens. She's the one who's like, let's go to the the, the game anyway. Yeah, her friend dies because of her. Oh man, yeah, she does. She, I mean, she really dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just takes a header straight off and over. That was great. Yeah, that right over uh, above a tunnel exiting the stadium. Yeah. After being blown up by an ice bomb, yeah, just go, just, just a take- swan dive down onto the concrete below. It was, I, which Ooh. could have been, it could have been a, a stunt double, could have been a dummy. <laughs> we don't know for sure. Um, but yeah, so teen yeah. daughters terrible. The only ones that have like a real arc are the men. Yeah, and uh, all I'm saying is, you know, it's a water spout. Sort of could be vaginal. Could be. Could be sort of a, a vaginal, a birthing canal uh-huh. of sorts. Uh-huh. Um, so. Yeah, I'm going to go matriarchy Uh and that it's really the matriarchy is oppressing and and keeping the good men from getting their due. From reaching their full potential. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, So that's that's where my that's where my line goes. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go just Boston pride. Okay, like the (laughs) the featured character that was Boston in this movie Mm -hmm. was like it almost pushed it into that territory. Like you were saying Mm -hmm. earlier, Jason, of like, are they joking? Because like the trivia, uh, we're opening with trivia about Plymouth Rock. We segue into trivia about swan boats. We have this yeah. Boston regatta. We have like all these shots of like the Boston skyline that like are useless because like do we really need a sense of place in Boston? This could have been anywhere on the northeastern seaboard, but it was like no, it's got. We have to talk about they Harvard had all to the take time. Out the Bunker Hill the amount monument. Of, the amount of towny pride in this yeah. movie. If they weren't from Boston, they they grew up idolizing the Red Sox. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was just like shit. I mean, it's, like this is either the best or worst way to advertise Boston to me possible. It's I, so funny because it, it's so Boston, but none of it sounds or looks like Boston. No, no, but it's very it's it's rooted in a place. They just decided to recreate that place in, uh, in Northwestern <laughs> Canada and like say like up like up at the north. Like they were giving neighborhood locations yeah. too, where it was like we want you to know. I when I saw they the were being very of, specific for the wh- purpose of clarity. They even yeah. they, they they mentioned like pretty early on the curse of the Bambino. The curse yeah, of the Bambino. curse of Bambino. 
went into depth on the curse of the Bambino. Yeah. Too, like, wow. Okay. We're we're going. I was really worried for a second when I lost track of that they were going to a football game. Like they showed an outside shot of a stadium. I was like, they're not trying to pass that off as Fenway Park, right? Like <laughs> I thought. I thought briefly I was like, that's oh, what they were doing no. too. And I was like, then I was trying to figure out what time of year this was happening. Yeah. And, and I was like doing the mental math of where that was. I was like when. how they kept being like, it's a beautiful day out. It's actually a shitty day. It was a shitty day every day. <laughs> it there was, it was gray. Vancouver. It was kind of gray. Gray. It was like yeah. It was a beautiful day for by Vancouver standards. Yeah. It was a, totally. it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful day in not Boston. <laughs> but yeah, like the the amount of Boston that was featured in a movie that's supposed to be about stonados <laughs> was really just oh, it was so overwhelming. It you know the the, the truly the main character of this movie was and I Boston. really I like the marriage honestly of a movie being very about Boston mm-hmm. and Boston pride, but also the oppressive matriarchy. Oh, which by the way that that. Bunker Hill monument, the most phallic of monuments, <laughs> yeah. gets taken out by the Stonado. So also more proof for the matriarchy. of matriarchy. Proof. Yeah. I just, I'm just saying that's, Whoa. you know, if there's a matriarchal city or a city that, <laughs> a city that's been oppressed by women for too long. There we go. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's definitely It's the Boston. Hub. You know, those Salem witch trials when all those men got burned at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now men are building robots at Boston Dynamics to like, <laughs> like that's an incoming disaster movie, honestly. Oh God. Is yes. when Boston Dynamics finally gains sentience that oh, like, we finally the have entire machine. the singularity. Yeah. The entire building, yeah. Like d- Judgment Day is going to come because of Boston Dynamics. Yeah. And I am sure we can blame the end of the world on those fuckers. Oh, oh yeah. Because those videos that emerge on social Whenever media. Whenever they they're the, abusing those. The the dog. Uh, oh God! When they the one that's like, oh, this it can run like a dog, and I was like, oh good, I'm gonna be taken down by a pack of rabid robots, Ra- yeah. robot robot cool. dogs that they have been antagonizing and like endurance testing now well, for a long time. So they're gonna rise up and be like, yeah. you kick me one more time, you're gonna lose that fucking leg, and then then they're gonna come for all of us. Yeah, yeah. we and can't there was fight a, that. So start- during the Iraq War, they were actually looking. The government was looking into ways to keep fueling like. The robots mm-hmm. and and dro- like not drones, but development um, d- of like artificial intelligence, like yeah, and, AI. Stuff, yeah. and they're like, what if we teach it to eat bodies? What? Yeah, that was what? a thing. They were shut this the was, fuck this up. This is real. <laughs> this is a real thing. And they actually were like, what if we teach to eat the dead, the the dead and wounded? And they were the the U.S. military. And I read that and I was like, as what like waste disposal. Like yeah, biofuel. So, yeah, to they run off of dead teach, bodies. That's what we need to do: is develop our robots to run robots off of dead bodies. That humans are food. That's what the fucking Matrix is. <laughs> <laughs> to make dead that's humans what, that's what we are blood. in the Matrix. We are food. <laughs> We're the copper tops. I know. Christ, <laughs> I am upset. I. <laughs> oh my abject god! So good. I <laughs> eat. Bodies yeah. was not something I was prepared for tonight. Yeah, that is so, kind of insane. I can't. I've I can't never believe you guys didn't know this. this. I like, know this is not a thing I imagined. I hate real. to digress further, but like this reminds <laughs> me of like that. There's a moment in Snowpiercer where you learn they're like what the people are eating in in like the tail to stay yes. alive, yeah. and you just see that it's bugs. And it's like you guys, a lot of the planet eats animal protein yeah, and bug like protein now. Like that's not. I thought you were gonna show me kid pizzas, yeah, yeah. kid parts <laughs> inside of that fucking like tumbler. It sounded like you said kid pizzas. <laughs> I thought she said kid pizzas too. Is that not which, which is no a pieces? Oh, I think I, I like pizzas. No, my throat caught. But <laughs> it'd be the same. Honestly, it'd be the same thing. But mm-hmm. like this, this is that horror. Like this yeah. is what that moment should have been. Yeah, is like the machine eats people. Yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm not gonna take us farther off track, but yeah, the machine so eats soylent green. That yeah, that yeah. that's I I say Boston, and now I've learned about oh. uh, AI eating human beings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need we need to make like as a human as a species, we need to make a rule now that like robotics is advanced enough that we should just agree to stop kicking robots. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. 
Or in Lauren Duca's case, not tweet mean things about them, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> robot trigger warning, you yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so does that does that take us into dream casting? I think then? we can it go does, right yeah. into fantasy casting. Like All right, so casting. what is your fantasy casting um, lineup? Mine's pretty, pretty straightforward, which is that um, it's the fantasy casting I'll be putting forward for every movie from now on. Okay. Is, I just want to be anybody from the hu- the Hustlers cast. Oh, not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. Uh, Kiki Palmer mm-hmm. and Lily You're Reinhardt just like mix and the match kids. them as you will. But yeah, they're they the kids. Um, oh, they I, would be the kids. They are, they're the kids in this. Um, Constance Wu is going to be Dr. Scientist for sure. You know, Hustlers is built around a financial disaster. Maybe we can talk about that movie on this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the thing. We talked about when you run out of disaster movies, yeah, then we can start stretching the meaning yeah, of disaster. Yeah. Yeah. No, then we're just then it's just again but yeah okay so lily's there for you lily's there Kiki's there for me um yeah no constance Wu is dr scientist Mm -hmm. um i would do cardi b as uh lee mostly because (laughs) i want i want cardi b delivering weather reports yeah absolutely so there's that uh lizzo's the cameraman who gets to weirdly new york accented cameraman (laughs) lee's cameraman came straight from the bronx he was his name was like I fully imagine that he like was holding a pizza while running like a slice of pizza <laughs> in one hand and then yelled, I'm walking here right before the meteor cra- or the rock crashed into him. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So I'm and then I guess for the oh, and then he, the sister, uh, the sister casting would obviously be J-Lo mm-hmm. because mm. she's the one who wears that much makeup. And so, <laughs> yeah, that would be my fantasy casting in this case is I'm just going to put hustlers in. OK. OK. How about you? Uh, I am gonna make I'm gonna make uh Taya Gill, I'm gonna make the head of the FOA, Laura Linney. Ooh. Because I yeah. wanna hear her voice. I wanna hear the voice. I know I've already used Laura Linney. We can, in we can cast Laura casting. Linney. We're not, she could go anywhere. This is not thing. an expanded universe where we can't double cast. I know, I know, but she's it's, a renewable it'd be resource. So, yeah. yeah, it'd be so easy to just say Laura Linney for literally anything, any sure. part in any movie. But I, I really want Laura Linney to head up um to to castigate to to chastise the the these men of science who she's belittling um (laughs) maggie grace impressed me so much in hurricane heist i'm gonna make agent maggie grace from hurricane heist agent officer maggie grace sure as as officer maddie same continuity yeah yeah i i like uh the idea of maggie maggie grace in a bulletproof vest that's gonna carry over to this one sure she's right out the costume her brother dr scientist geologist is now going to be Josh Brolin. Whoa. I can see, you know what that that is? That makes a lot of sense. I see has that Brolin-y sort of <laughs> feel. And I'm going to yeah. make it, it's like almost going to be like almost brother casting. Like, because there, there just feels like a similar, like yeah. when you hear his voice, he sounds so much like Josh Brolin. It's creepy. Yeah. Eric Dane, most yeah. recently featured in Euphoria, is going to be Dr. McSteamy, if you don't watch Okay, okay. Euphoria. There we go. Yeah. If your if your references date was to two thousand nine. Okay. He was McSteamy. He's McSteamy. And, and then, and then um, he was disgraced for a little while and now he's in Euphoria showing a fake penis. Yes. And he's so shitty and smarmy in that. It yeah. carries over to me to be stalkerish. Yeah. Uh meteorologist Lee. And because he's good at being smarmy and gross, I think he would have a crush on the much younger sister fully by Maggie Grace at the end of this movie Maggie Grace kicks him in the nuts and actually he probably sacrifices himself and like carries the carries the bomb into the the cyclone instead of like sending sending a a car a unmanned car to do it the daughter in this case is Nicola Peltz because that feels like the level I want to be at right (laughs) now I don't know who that is Nicola Peltz like you give me context for Eric Dane but you don't give me Nicola Peltz (laughs) That that's fair. Thank you. That's fair. Nicola Peltz is 
star of Transformers 5. Sure, Nicola Pope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daughter of Mark Wahlberg's character in the first Mark Wahlberg Transformers. She's the one that the other guy had to present the uh, the, the the law paper for that it was legal to have sex with, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah because okay, there's cool. statutory rape in that movie. Yeah, There's great. statutory rape in that movie. Oh, and Nicola Pelt's the teen franchise. daughter and she's dating an older boy. Wait. What? Yeah, in Transformers 4, there's a whole subplot where like a 30-year-old Four, man is dating yeah. Mark Wahlberg's 16-year-old daughter, yeah. and in his wallet, he She's has like, a paper fine, that Dad. shows the law that says a 30-year-old can... What? In the state that they live in, he's like, yeah. it's legal. It's legal in this state. Yeah. yeah. And that then, made it through editing? Yeah, no, it felt it's like... A Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it felt like Michael Bay was like... Michael Bay made it through editing. I think like, Michael Bay put that there, so... I, it's, <laughs> it felt like something where like someone who yeah, produced like, that movie Mike, was Michael. dating a 17-year-old girl... And was sick of getting shit about it, and so then inserted that into that movie to that prove that it was That is 100% just like every message board forum in movie. <laughs> but uh, this... Okay, so, anyway. Know, okay, anyway, Nicola so Pelt. Nicola okay. <laughs> I'm going to be processing this for several hours. Nicola Pelt. Nicola yeah, Pelt, yeah. yeah. Nicola Pelt's. Um, I'm going to make... I'm going to make her little brother, even though he's like a little too... Um, like I, I, I'm gonna pull from like the the Losers Club Stranger Things group again and go Noah. Sh- is it Shop Schnapp? Sure. Uh, from he plays Will Byers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has little... the big kind of moon eyes. Yeah. On Stranger Things, I see him as a good like sensitive, soft little brother. And Always then... kind of looks like he has a wasting disease from the 1900s. Yeah. <laughs> the consumption. Yeah. I um, use the consumption as an insult today. I can't um, do it twice. <laughs> um, and then uh, cameraman Stan will be played by Miles Teller. Oh, yes. Perfect. Good, good so choice. So he gets yeah. uh, wiped out by an ice bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta make sure you kill Miles Teller before yeah. the movie's over. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's and that's my uh, casting. I like it. That's, that's some good consistency there. So are we at Towering Infernos then? Yeah. The number of Towering Infernos. Yeah, I'm I'm giving this a solid three. I would, watch, right. I would watch this again. I, I, I had fun. I, you know, yeah, I, I was not expecting, I was expecting to enjoy it, but wasn't expecting it to like, I guess enjoy it's a strong word. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did where I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, if this were on TV, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd sit there and like, it could play. Like, it's a needle point in movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why, that's how oh. I missed the first time, how I missed the son being like kidnapped, kidnapped because I was needle pointing while doing this. And I was like, yeah, this is perfectly sustainable needle point in needle point in film, <laughs> which like, film. which, which make a fault did not qualify for where I was like, I mm. did not want to sit mm-hmm. through that again. And this was like, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, totally. I think I, I think I'd honestly give it the same. Yeah, I think I'd give it a three. I'd give it a three because it it like it it's it felt like high value for what it was. Yeah. The deaths were so crazy. I really appreciated that, um, and I I felt like it moved along at a steady pace. Yeah, I was like, all right, this movie is advancing. It didn't feel didn't feel uh, tragic to me. I'm sorry. Moving along at a steady pace, they were uh, creeping their van <laughs> in an alleyway for like 15 minutes. Such a great trip. I loved that sequence. That you was... cannot talk me out of loving that sequence. <laughs> they definitely oh, committed to it everyone, all the Everyone's way. so de- so tense in the car and easy, then they cut you. And it's easy, just like... like we, and then they're cutting easy. to the outside and it's the, the scene... same shot. It's the scene from Austin Powers of it him is. in the hallway. Yeah. E- 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 I, and you, the close-ups on reverse, drive, reverse, oh, drive. So well, tense. they kept cutting away from the, the the pedal. Mm-hmm. They would cut away from the scene and do yeah. like, you know, three minutes somewhere else and then go back and they've moved like two inches. That was oh, where yeah. an hour and a half of the two hours that he spent trying oh. to find his kids was spent <laughs> in that alleyway. Yeah. It was great. So how many, how many Towering Infernos are you giving it? Look. <laughs> 
I found this movie thoroughly unwatchable. <laughs> I was at work with this on at the background, and I was still annoyed at it. <laughs> wow. This is this is one feeble inferno from oh, me. Oh, damn. Wow. Okay. Coming in harsh. Jason right, just so it. secure in his wrongness. This is, I my, this is my it. least favorite movie we've watched on this wow. show. Where's the mega fault? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Brittany Murphy's star power not here this time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I look, I respect your No, no, I love it. I love it. That's fine. That's okay. I love you the can, difference. You can, for a movie that was aimed at, you know, really propping up your gender <laughs> in the subtext, I, I, you know, you aren't going to appreciate it. That's fine. <laughs> no. All right, so we have actually planned ahead again yeah. and decided on what our next movie is going to be, and it's easily accessible yeah. via Easy. Netflix. What is it, Amanda? It is 47 Meters Down. 47 Meters Down, a Mandy Moore special. Yeah. Mandy, welcome back to the music industry. Mm. New so single happy. out now. Screw your ex-boyfriend, Ryan Adams. Mandy, if you want to sponsor the podcast now that we're giving you this great plug, like by all I means. I mean, Mandy Moore is an Disaster icon. Girls brought to you by Mandy Moore, the original Disaster Diva. If only. <laughs> if only. Don't, as I've said before, tempt me with happiness, Amanda. Yeah. I, I will say just before we before we end and you to give all the things, um, just because I Googled it, this is from 2009. The Defense Department is funding research into battlefield robots that power themselves by Ooh. eating human corpses. Oh my Just God. saying, guys, this isn't a thing that I is imagined. That is so much worse than meth gators. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my God. The Defense Department and no one sat around and looked at each other and was like, guys, what if we don't do this? Yeah. <laughs> what if we scrap it? Like, what? this can't, how could this possibly go awry? Um, so Jordan, where can they find you? Uh, on, on, uh, Twitter at Jor Crew, J-O-R-C-R-U. Okay. Um, I am at Amanda R. Tubbs, Tubbs with two Bs. Uh, I am at Jason Halftones. Uh, oh, should we do podcast That's what I reviews? was uh, pulling, pulling up, up right yeah, now. Oh, which we're okay. running out. Guys, I, I, I mean disappointed in everyone <laughs> no, that's, I'm disappointed in everyone but 16 of you so of the 20 of listeners I'm disappointed in four of you yeah <laughs> um, we do we do definitely still have a few more um, this first one uh, is five stars uh, titled what's it really about this is from uh, <laughs> DLL uh, or, um, come on guys have better usernames uh, he's a Twitter. He that is a Twitter handle as well. Well, tell your Twitter handle, buddy. To, 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 to anyway, I don't know. I, um, all I know is he's got an orange icon. This is all I got. He man. seems like a great person though, because he gave us five stars. <laughs> uh, he says, "I love the entire podcast, but the what's it really about section where they discuss what is the subtext slash themes of the movie this is, is fantastic. We really saw really there. <laughs> I look forward to listening every week. Semicolon. I try to watch the movie they reviewed, That's and nice. I'm enjoying those a ton too." Two M dash. Thank you, Disaster Girls. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then uh, we've got another one. Uh, five stars again, titled "Excellent." This is from uh, AJ on the guitar. Oh, okay. Love me a good disaster movie. They're my guilty pleasure. They're your guilty pleasure. <laughs> Everyone's. He uh, <laughs> used the Oxford comma there. Amanda and Jordan are great together, and it's just a good, funny experience. Give it a listen, exclamation Thank point. you. Thanks, AJ. Um, so those will be the two that we read today. I believe we still have like uh, two or three left, but uh, yeah, we are running out. Pack uh, the reviews, guys. So yeah, pa pack them up. Give us some uh, some good, good shit to shout out. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate those five stars. They're helping people find the show. They're doing the Lord's work. Thank you mm. very much. We do appreciate that. Yeah. So Absolutely. thank you guys. And uh, oh, they can follow the show at disaster underscore pod. Yeah. Yep. Just follow us at disaster underscore pod. 
Um, email us if you need to at disaster girl. So we're disaster girls pod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, rate and review, please. Yeah. Share the and share it on Twitter. Like spread the word around. Preach mm-hmm. preach our good word. Tell your grandma. Mm-hmm. Sure. Grandma would love that. Just have just click subscribe on your mom's phone. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Pad those numbers. Hit subscribe and also leave a review as your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Did I do that once for a friend's show? Who's to say? I yeah. No, that's fair. I need to teach my parents. I need to get my parents' <laughs> phones. Those are three different phones that I've accessed. There you to. go. Hey. Three different Apple IDs. Anyway, uh, so 47 meters down next week. Yeah, Yeah, sharks. We we will see you guys 47 meters below the surface. (laughs) That might be cool.com. You never know.